0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. All right, Chargers fans, it is Chiefs week, Thursday night football, Amazon Prime video. Lorenzo Neal here alongside Borna Nazari. Chargers 1-0, Chiefs 1-0. Lo, you ready to preview this thing, man? Chargers-Chiefs Thursday night, (laughs) baby. Hey, bro! Thursday night, under the lights, it doesn't get any better than that. You know how well I'm
0: ready to preview it, Barnett. You know what? I got a little red wine. I'm gonna break out some cheese before it's over.
1: Before it's over,
0: and <laughs> let me sip that for you right now. But man, Every- I'm excited! I'm excited about this Thursday night. I think everyone is.
1: Uh, it's going to be a, a, a big time clash. Injuries on both sides of the football. Chargers are likely gonna be without Keenan Allen. The you know, the Chiefs are without their top corner. They got in the first round this year and Trent McDuffie out of Washington. He's on the hamstring list as well alongside Keenan Allen. So we got some injuries. We got a J.C. Jackson update. But, Lorenzo, talk about a quick test. Talk about a quick turnaround. You have an emotional battle with the Vegas Raiders. Next thing you know, Monday's gone. Next thing you know, at the time of recording Tuesday, this will be coming out on Wednesday. This team's on a plane to Kansas City
0: you're you're absolutely right they're on a plane to kansas city and they're going to be ready to go you got to be not just on a plane to kansas city because everyone can take the trip to kansas city hell you and i can go to kansas city but are you going to perform when the lights when the stage is bright and the world gets to see you this is a coming out part this is this is you know what i love so much about this game you have two quarterbacks in their first five years of their career you have two quarterbacks that, that people think that have the potential. One we think is a hall of famer and we, and, and what people seen of this far of Herbert possible, if he continues on this a hall of famer, What this is going to be classic. This is an epic rival that you have Kansas city and the chargers with two quarterbacks could arguably be two of the better quarterbacks in the national football league. Get your popcorn ready. And this is the AFC West where the, the division is tough. And these two teams are undefeated. Guess what? There's only going one thing we know after this morning. There's only be one team in the AFC undefeated. I yeah.
1: hope it's our Chargers. I hope it's our Chargers too. After the Denver Broncos lost on Monday Night Football, low, oh, I told you so. It's t- t- hey,
0: bro, preach it, preach it from the t- mountaintops. Hey, but I got, I got Cleveland. I got, I, I told you Cleveland. You I think, and, and also the, my big win that you said that I, the Steelers told you Steelers were going to beat the Natty. You Remember have. You have a crystal I, ball. How did you no, get that one? No, 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 no. The one you got right. I, oh. I, 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 yours was. I just thought that Denver, the run game, what they had. I thought Russ was coming home. You know, you going in there to kind of spoil it. I just started. I, I did not think it was going to be that close of a game. You called it. You actually born I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't go on Bet Online because I was getting ready to bet the house. Yeah,
1: and listen. I would not recommend betting the house on betonline.ag on those Denver Broncos, especially after an emotional return. Now, I won't tell you everybody to bet the house on the Chargers because it is in Kansas City, but I wouldn't mind a little bit of a sprinkle on the spread. We take a look today. The, the spread is the Chargers are four-point underdogs in Kansas City. You're telling me I can go to betonline.ag and get Chargers with a field goal protection at a plus four. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take that any day of the week. Take it. I think it's going to be a close game in Kansas City. We're gonna get into our predictions, we're gonna get into the matchup. But everybody go to betonline.ag. what's what's your bet of the week on Betonline.ag? Yeah, you know what? I I,
0: I gotta look at the schedule because I just right now I'm just fixed mm-hmm. on this friggin' on this charger team. But if I had to, honestly, if I had to put the bet the bet for me, and they're the only undefeated team in the in the in the, in the NFC West, Seattle. Seattle and the, and, and, and the Niners, I think that after you just got beat in Chicago, I think that's going to be a safe bet. I think that you're going to see a Niners team come out aggressive, explosive, and, and, and do what they needed to do. Seattle had a big emotional win. Niners had a big, huge loss. This is a game because the city of San Francisco, they are, they are upset. They're disappointed. They're calling for heads to roll. They're overreacting. We understand it's only the first game of the year. The weather was horrible. So that's going to be mine. I think that's a safe bet. Play the money line. Niners just to win straight out money line. You know, tease it, whatever you got to do. Niners (laughs) just to win. Love it.
1: Everybody, go to betonline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs. We're here to talk about Chargers Chiefs in Kansas City. Again, the Chargers open up as 4.00 underdogs. We take a look. Keenan Allen was not a participant in practice on Tuesday. But guess who, Chargers fans? Surprisingly, J.C. Jackson was a limited participant in practice on Tuesday. If you're a limited wow. participant in practice, that means all signs say. Now, I'm not going to make assumptions. It's looking like the Chargers are going to have J.C. Jackson Going on Thursday night in Kansas City. But this is not a Chiefs team anymore that has a dynamic number one go-to receiver. It's kind of a receiver by committing. If you once you throw away Travis Kelsey, who's Mahomes' number one target, they completely Lorenzo Neal revamped that offense, not only drafting guys like Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round, but go ahead and signing players like Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez Valdez, Scanlink, because they trust that they have the best quarterback in the game, and it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, who's receiving balls from him? You saw a little bit like that with Justin Herbert. But talk to me about this revamped Chiefs offense. It seemed like they didn't lose a step last Sunday in Arizona. You know what? This is what I'm kind of complex,
0: and I don't know if I want to go all in yet. I want to still see because now they're going to be tested a little bit more against the Chargers. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know that Tyreek wouldn't be missed as much as he is. But now sitting back and saying the kind of guy he is, wanting the ball, throw me the ball, upset if the ball doesn't come to. Now I think that you see this young quarterback, Mahomes now, he doesn't have to understand that, okay, Tyreek's going to be mad, so he can go back to the huddle. And Mm. I think that it's his team more now. So what I've seen thus far in preseason, and that's what's made me change because I was like, this team's going to struggle because Tyreek, he takes the roof off the building. The guy's amazing. But you force balls to go him other guys around don't really fight to get open because they're not expecting the ball because it was going to go to him or Kelsey. Now I think you have a quarterback in Mahomes that said, if you get open, I'll get it to you. And I think now you start to see Kansas City now, it's hard because you don't know where the ball's going and he's starting to look a little bit like
1: time Tom Brady saying, you just get open. Let me worry about where the ball goes. You bring up such a good point. And it's, it's. listen, he's kind of spreading the love. Yes. Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, guys, there are, I think, nine receivers – on the Chiefs who caught, you know, footballs against the Cardinals. We got Kelsey, Juju, Valdez-Scanling, Edward Taller, but even the rookie Sky Moore they took, you know, he caught a 30-yard c- catch. Jarek McKinnon, remember him? Yeah, he's also on the Chiefs. Mikko Hardman's still on the Chiefs. Forreston caught a touchdown. Watson, Nick Gray, I mean, they got so many guys now, and when you have an elite quarterback like Mahomes, and you saw it with Herbert, too, at the end of the day, you only really need one big weapon because if you're that good of a quarterback, you can find your receivers even with a little bit of separation. Mahomes is one of those guys. No question he is. And that's going to be big to see where
0: hopefully Jackson can go. It's going to be big to see how this Chargers defense holds up against this, this vaunted Kansas City offense. And that's the biggest thing to me. Can the Chargers eliminate the run game? Because when I saw Kansas City this past weekend, yeah. they were running a ball, Borna. They were that running was, it pretty yeah.
1: consistent. And that's the scary part for me. And I was going to bring that up. That was my next point. You beat me to it because you're the absolute man. Because Isaiah Pacheco, a guy they took in the seventh round, a lot of people were on high on him. Don't look now, but 12 carries, 62 yards. Yeah, that's over five yards per carry. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, remember him? They took him in the first time out of LSU. Seven carries, 42 yards. That's six yards per carry. They're two top backs. Okay, we'll keep going. Jarek McKinnon, four rushes, 22 yards. That's five and a half yards per carry. This is a Kansas City offense that is known, that is reputable, that has cemented their legacy on through the air. But if they're setting the tone on the ground, oh, baby, it makes Patrick Mahomes from – I don't even have an adjective that's better than unstoppable because he's already unstoppable when the ball's in the air. So that is the next step. We were talking about it on our Raiders recap for the Chargers. They need to establish that yes. so then they can get that next step and play this team.
0: Barn, I, I can't say, if you can't say, it can't say nothing, just say amen, because that's exactly what you just you just hit the nail on the head. If the Chargers are going to be able to compete, and we know they're going to be able to score points, and we understand Herbert's going to throw it around the park. That's just who he is as a quarterback. He's elite. Can get out of the trouble, can get out of the pocket, can scramble, can do everything, throw the ball downfield, throw it 70, 80 yards. We understand that. But if they're going to get to the next level and playoffs and deep run in the playoffs, they're going to have to be able to run the ball. And, I, and, I, and that's why I left Staley, got to meet him, talked to the guy. And he talked about, Lorenzo, I want to bring it back to the years that you were here. I, I mean, I had the conversation when you and I were down. I mean, he just talked about being able to be tough, having a tough physical uh, uh, fullback. They went out and got a got blammer up, bowler down, Purdue. Going out and saying, I got to get better up front in the trenches. And that's why he said, we have to get better in the trenches in order to win. So I like what he's thinking. I'd like that he's at least making that effort to say, we are going to get better and be able to run the ball and stop the run and practice this whole off season, the training camp. That's what this is about for this moment. So we're going to see, and I understand Eckler, Eckler's not that type of guy who's four yards in a collar to dust. He's he's a scat back. He's a guy that's going to in and out, going to get this, you know, finesse his way through. You got to have some guys on that, on that roster. And that's why they went out and brought these backs in that are chain movers, that's three, four yards in the cloud
1: of depth because you got to stay ahead of the sticks, especially when playing Kansas City and Arrowhead. And that's why you're hoping the Chargers, as you said, they bring in guys like Sony Michelle. You're hoping that Josh Kelly can really take that next step in his third year. Can they be those guys who give Justin Herbert a first and ten into a second and five versus a second and nine? Because yes. that opens up Joel Lombardi's playbook 10x if it's second and five versus second and nine. Because if it's second and five, guess what? You can run the ball again. You can run the ball again. And guess what? If it's third and two, you can run the ball again. (laughs) And what does that do? What does that do? It keeps the defense on their heels. And then what do you do on first and 10? You run the ball. Nope. You play action. You take the shot to Mike Williams. And then he's dancing in the end zone. And that's how you create an unstoppable offense. But you're not going to keep the defense on their heels. You're not going to bring the corners in if you're not able to prove that you can run the ball. And you talked about it. This offensive line was solid in the past game. But that's only half the battle. And you kept me on my P's and Q's with that. You know, to be able to run block better.
0: Yes, and, and the reason why I say that, Borden, and that's why I put this emphasis on the running the ball, is because here's what it does. Not only does it keep the defense off balance, it keeps them honest. Because like you said, on third and two, now you can run our pass. You can't necessarily come after because the ball can come out quick. Your pass It nullifies the pass rush because, you know, he's got two, three steps and he's getting the ball out of his hand. The ball's coming out quick, so the pass rush is pretty non-invasive. And also what it does... It wears the defense out. Sure. It makes them tired. And that's what this team has to do. If you can't, if you can't stop the run and make teams stay on the field. And now they got to play physical. Cause now it's harder to, it's hard to hold up against the run block than pass block. So if you can do that and get up on a run, get them on a pass. Now your defense is not, are they just off balance, but now they're tired in that third and fourth quarter when you really want to start pounding get those guys in there and that's what you like about the bigger back you know, kelly's heavier now he's you know he got the you know he got the weight put the right muscle on stop eating the chick-fil-a this is a guy <laughs> that we need raising canes was it chick-fil-a or was it, was it i don't know it it's, it's probably
1: both man they're both so
0: yeah, gas it, <laughs> they are but now you have a guy hopefully that can be that bell cow sure. that runs physical that run guys over that's not going to get tackled by the arm tackles so you need that and i think they have one. Hopefully Kelly can do it and the backups can do it because you're going to need Eckler later on this year not just
1: in the run game but also in the passing game. And this is a Chiefs defense Chargers fans that, you know, you should not take lightly. You know, they've never been one of the of the best defenses, but Steve Spagnola loves to dial-up pressure. He really created a strong defense led by up-and-coming, I mean, probably arrived linebacker Nick Bolton. This is a guy who's a tackle machine. He's going to have 150, 160-plus tackles here. This guy is flying around on the field. Just another gem found by Kansas City. Now they also have an up-and-coming corner who they just re-signed, Legeria Sneed, who's very good in man coverage. Now they are missing, again, they are missing their first-round pick, Trent McDuffie, who did look pretty good in his debut, so that's going to be an interesting loss. But Chargers fans, it doesn't matter about that loss unless this team can exploit that with the receiving core. We talked about it last week and we talked about it on that Raiders recap. This is a week for Mike Williams to silence the critics. This is a week for Mike Williams to be like, okay, okay, you're right. I wasn't anywhere week one. I was in those shadows. But y'all got to remember who I am. I'm Mike Duck. And I'm expecting a big time performance from not only in the red zone, but being a Herbert security blanket. Talk about why it's just imperative. This Charger team low, they got no chance if Mike Williams is non-existent again without Keenan Allen. Without a doubt, they don't. And they
0: and they're going to have to, and that's why they got to stay ahead on the sticks. You got to keep Kansas City off the ball. You can't have Kansas City constantly, you can't be three and out, three and out, and all of a sudden Kansas City's gonna get on the roll. You got to ball control. Keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. You got to be precise in what your decision making. And, and Mike, and Mike Adams, he's got to have this big fella's got to have the game. He's got sixty million dollars. He needs to play well because let me tell you, Kansas City, that place gets rocking and rolling. The Malheur Stadium, those Chiefs are going to be rocking. Their fans are going uh, unbelievable. I tell you, I love the that. That's one of the best places I love to play. You get there, Warner. And all of a sudden, you get ready, and the national anthem starts. And at the end, they say, instead of the home of the brave, it's the home of the Chiefs. And that place really? rocks. And I'm telling you, your blood starts to boil. Man, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I wish I could go back on that field and put on that lightning bolt and go out there and get get busy. And I'll tell Eckler, get on my hip and don't dip. Let's ride, baby. <laughs>
1: yeah, Kansas City's <laughs> a crazy environment. And listen, we cannot <laughs> discount the importance of home field advantage. I mean, Lorenzo, on Monday night, that, that, that look at the 12th man in Seattle. Yeah. I mean – Listen, this Seattle team doesn't have high expectations this year, but that place was roaring, and for them to they they probably won their team the game. It was a one point game. I mean, every time Denver got into the red zone, it got louder and louder, and every time it got third down, louder and louder. Russell Wilson, three delay of games. Oh, crowd is important. No
0: question, crowd is important. Crowd. People think crowd can't help you as a former player. No question. Let me tell you, it, the, the Chargers this week, they're working that silent count. Guys with offensive linemen, they hold hands. And the center, what he does, the guard taps, taps the center on the leg. Okay, and now he taps to tackle. Boom, taps. That means that he looks up, and now, boom, the ball snaps. Because I'm going to tell you right now, When you're playing on the road in a hostile environment, what that crowd does, I'll tell you what it does, Borna. Those pass rushers in Kansas City, they become a little bit better. Those pass rushers, you know, in Seattle, they become a little bit better because that crowd is so loud that the offensive linemen, now they're no different than the defense. They're reacting. They're going off of movement. So the defense has an edge. So that's what the crowd does. It is a significant advantage, especially on the road, when you go to a hostile environment, and Kansas City happens to be one of those.
1: Guys, here's the situation, right? Now let's start previewing this game. Matchups, mano-a-mano. Here are the facts. And Chargers fans, you may not want to hear this, but here are the facts, okay? Kansas City has had the Chargers number over the last eight years. The Chargers are 3-13 and 13 straight up in their last 16 games against the Chiefs. Now, times have looked like they're starting to change. But here's what we need to understand, right? The biggest first step in this Chargers defensive game plan is, A, how are they going to neutralize Travis Kelsey and B, they got to do everything that Arizona didn't do. With all due respect to Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know if that guy knows what he's doing. He's dialing up blitzes left and right, north and south, east and west. He's blitzing every down. And that's not the key to beat these teams because you, know you know what Mahomes is going to do? Check down to Pacheco. Check down yeah. to Edward Tiller. You've yeah. got to calculate when you're going to send pressure. But Travis Kelsey, if there's one guy on this Chargers defense who can take care of him mano-a-mano, If there's one player in the NFL who can neutralize Kelsey Imano Imano, it's a guy named Derwin James, everybody. So, Lorenzo, talk to me why that matchup is so important because they need Derwin so badly to neutralize Travis Kelsey.
0: No question. If you can get Derwin James to neutralize Kelsey because Kelsey's absolutely a nightmare. He's too fast for linebackers, and he's too physical usually for safeties. But Derwin's a big physical type of guy that can slow him down. If he can play him and kind of be in his gizzard and you get up in that neck and he's going to be able to challenge him and then pop him and then get off of him because Cousins is still a little stronger than him, even though he's good and he's got to be able to react and, unre- and get be able to react and cover back up. So he's going to give him a step, but he can catch back up with his speed. So if he can neutralize him and that pressure now make Mahomes look away, but when Mahomes look away, it's not over. You got to keep that guy in the pocket. What Mahomes does, he can buy time in that pocket. You got, and that's the thing about these speed rushers this week. You wear those guys out because they have to rush one, two, three, and then they have to get to that point. And now they got to constrict the pocket, not keep going up the field. Because if you go up the field, you create a lane right between mm-hmm. the tackle and the guard. So when you're pressure rushing a quarterback like Mahomes, you pressure rush him straight back. So you get him and everyone has to be on the same plane and get him in a phone booth. You cannot have speed rushers rush this guy and looking for sacks that's hero ball. You can't play hero ball against Mahomes. You pressure, one, two, three, the ground belongs to me. And now these speed rushers, they got to dip and, and squeeze the hole, can trick the hole, but now those guys' interior linemen is bringing the pocket and is collapsing and it's keeping Mahomes in there.
1: But if you don't do that, it's trouble. And Travis Kelsey gives every single team nightmares. I mean, we take a look at Kelsey's performance week one in Phoenix. I mean, eight catches, buck 21, I mean, come on, L- just picking up right as he left off. That is Patrick Mahomes' security blanket, and he will continue to be until his production declines. And I know he's on the wrong side of 30, but, heck, some players age like fine wine, just has TB12 over there in South Florida. So here's the situation. Keep him, under
0: 70. keep him under 70 yards. If yeah. he can keep him to 65, under 70, 65 yards, God, that'd be great. And that's still giving up a lot of yards. But if he can do that and you have this running game, you keep those guys under 100, Unlike in years
1: past, unlike years past, there there should be, there's a true belief that this Charger team should win in Kansas City now. Like I'm not saying that have a it's the yes. end all be all if they lose in Kansas City, but they finally, after a decade plus, have the requisite roster, quarterback, personnel to go beat this guy Mahomes in Kansas City. So listen, I'm not saying the season's over because it's not if they lose, no. but but this is a this is a good early season checking point. Where are they in comparison to Kansas City? Even if they lose by three, you just like, okay, are we there yet? Are we close? So it's gonna be a good measuring stick to see kind of where this team is early on in week two in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, um. disrupting. Get Mahomes out, just disrupt Mahomes, get him out of his rhythm. Don't let him have all day in the pocket. Don't let him run around. Make him make him look, off, make him check off one receiver. Don't let him stay locked in. If you can get him off his point and make him move, I get it. He's still dangerous, but you gotta—you cannot let him just sit there and not be unscathed. You gotta got bodies around this guy. You gotta be batting down balls and getting behind the sticks. You can't let this Kansas City Chiefs. The keys for the Chargers: don't let them don't let them win on first and second down. Don't let you know what. Don't get Mahomes a long time in the pocket, and you can't let them stay two dimensional. You have to shut down the run. You can't let Kansas City be able to run and pass and have their way. So shut down the run. Keep Mahomes in the pocket. And, have, and hit him. Hit him. Even if you don't sack him, hit him. And at times, still double Kelsey, roll different coverages, play some man coverage because you want to you want to jam guys because you do have some elite pass rushers. Look for the D.C. to at times jam the receivers to think that they're going to get there with the sack. Jam the receivers, drop a linebacker underneath that you think that that hooked the curl. So I think you're going to, by scheme and design, you might even get a couple picks in this game.
1: Here's what's going to be, and I, I, you know, as you said, don't, if you say everything perfect, I'll just say amen because you hit that right on the head. I got nothing else to say that I'm usually the big talker, but amen. Anyways, you know. I don't think realistically, the Chargers shouldn't expect, and I, I hope I'm damn wrong with this, but I don't expect Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa to combine for four and a half sacks. They're seeing a better line this time. You have to go face Orlando Brown Jr. who's one of the better left tackles in the National Football League. Khalil Mack is going to have you know more of a handful. I'm not sure if you saw this, but Khalil Mack was analyzing his game film yesterday low, and he was like, he didn't like it. He's like, oh my goodness, there's so much more I can do. I was not even good. That's wow. scary, huh? That's scary, Very huh? Scary, That's scary. <laughs> love it, though. That's, that's what great players do. Yeah. He knows yeah. he can be better. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, it's going to be important, though, for the secondary to play tighter because they're not going to... You listen, I believe that the Chargers are going to have a pass rush, but I don't think they're going to have a pass rush to the level as they did against the Raiders, and that's not a knock on the Chargers' pass rush. That's more of a knock on the Raiders' lackluster offensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds. But Lorenzo Neal, the main comparison, the main talking point at the end of the day, throw away all the X's and O's, throw away the coaching matchup. It's Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes. All right. And it's time now. Justin Herbert gets a ton of media recognition. He gets a ton of attention, but he needs to start winning. He needs to start winning these big games. And he went to Kansas City and he won last year. But even guys, and I think Justin Herbert's more talented than Joe Burrow, no doubt about it, but Joe Burrow's put on that pedestal at times higher than Justin Herbert because, heck, he took his team out of the AFC. So the next step for Justin Herbert, if we truly want to value him right there with Mahomes, is you got to beat him. you got to beat yeah, you him. What are do. your thoughts on that? You
0: know what? I tell you what, to be, to, to, to be a champ, you have to beat the champ. And if you look at the AFC, Mahomes is the crown jewel. Let's be honest; the guy's the highest-paid quarterback in the league. And if you want to come get that money, and you want to come and, and, and want people to talk about you, the table's set. And the good thing about it is he doesn't have to do everything. This Chargers organization, Coach Staley, and what he's went out to did, and the GM, and the you know, and the Spanos family—they put some weapons around him. They went out and got the defense, beefed up the defense. You went out and got cornerbacks. You did the things you needed to do to compete. Hmm. This is a talented team. The Chargers, if you look at both rosters, they're both talented rosters. So we gotta know, we gotta understand that you look at tackles. You talked about Lando Pace. Look at I played with this ball, and you talking about his. Son. But look at art, look at the Chargers tackle. He which I don't I, I'm not taking pace over my guy. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? So talent-wise. This is, this is a lot of equal – it's just going to be which of these quarterbacks because it's definitely right now – like you said, it's quarterback league. It's definitely going to be on the hands of these quarterbacks who's going to want this and who's going to take over the game.
1: And it's going to be interesting as well because you take a look at that Raiders game. A, I don't think the Chargers defense is going to hold Kansas in 19 points. And if, no. they, do, if they do, the Chargers are going to win this football game. I, I don't see that happening. And B – the Chargers offense cannot be that conservative in the second half. They got to they gotta put up 40, all right? It, it, you're going to go winning Kansas City. And I'm not saying that means the defense is going to be bad, but it's just how good this Kansas City offense has been. So I got a ton of people asking me, and I know we talked about this on the other day's episode. It's like, why is the offense getting stagnated? Why are they becoming more conservative? And everyone's blaming offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi, yet some people don't really think about it in the fact that maybe Justin Herbert's also just more of a conservative quarterback. Maybe Justin Herbert isn't as gun-slinging as Josh Allen because you take a look at who Justin Herbert is low. He's got the biggest arm in the National Football League, but he doesn't use it as much as a lot of other players and, and, and quarterbacks do and as a lot yeah. of fans want to do. I mean, he took no deep shots that game. And listen, I think they need to find more of a happy medium. I think you got to take more deep shots. But do you think it's particularly interesting? I think it's very mature, and I but I don't want it to hurt him. But usually when you have young quarterbacks with huge arms, they just want to show off and they want to sling that thing. And with Justin Herbert, he's actually doing anything but. But I think to the point where it's hurting him a little bit. What do you think?
0: Well, I think that he has to understand you can't expect the kind of performance you got at your defense against that you did against the Raiders. Held him to 19 points. Let's 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 face it. We can talk about Herbert and he played okay. He didn't play great. He didn't dislike he he made some amazing plays that we looked and said, dang, that guy's but. He didn't take over the game. That's, he by no str- he, I'm just going to be real and Chargers fans know you got, but I'm just telling you by no stretch of imagination, he because t- that game shouldn't have been close. I'm just going to tell you right now with the way the defense played, you should have ended up and the Raiders. Never should have touched the ball after four minutes in that game. You know that I know that. And the Chargers know that. And I think that's the message that they're saying, look, but here's the thing. That's why it's a team sport. You needed a defense to step up and make plays in critical times. And they did that. Because guess what? There's going to be times that, like this week, Kansas City's going to score 30. I'm going to ask you, can the Chargers score 30? If the first one to 30 wins this game, that's as simple as it. This, this point spread's probably set at 60. The weather's going to be great. It's not going to be rain. This team has to score over 30 to win this game. And, that's, and Herbert knows that. You didn't need to be great against the Raiders. But now you're playing against a team with firepower, and I want to see what Herbert can do, and not just Herbert, but receivers, the running game. Because Eckler, he's a good, prideful back, and I love this guy. He's got to – you know, he's like, dude, I got to do better. He understands he's got to carry more of the load. This whole running back said, we got to do better. We got to be more physical. We got to keep the defense off the field. We got to be chain movers. We got to find a way to keep our defense fresh. Because if our defense is fresh in the fourth quarter, Mahomes – Good luck. Preach. Good luck.
1: Preach. I love it. I love it. Amen. That's going to be the new catchphrase of the show. And, and listen, at the end of the day, it, with two really good football teams, it comes down to the little things. And I know that's Mr. Cliché, but it really does. I mean, we take a look at our small sample size from week one. Let's take a, look, take a look at two things. The Chiefs had trouble hanging on to the football in week one. They fumbled the ball five times. The Chargers, they showed the ability to knock the ball loose against the Raiders generating three fumbles so maybe it's a Khalil Mack strip sack maybe it's a fumble that changes this football game listen we're just trying to pick any information that coaching staff are seeing the Chiefs fumbled it five times the Chargers forced fumbles three times bang advantage Chargers that's a little thing that can change the game another thing suspect special teams Chargers had a pretty good special teams outing J.K. Scott looks great Harrison Butker, one of the best kickers in the NFL from Kansas City. He injured his left angle. Heck, they had a safety. Justin Reed kicking extra points. They just brought up a a kicker from the practice squad. They're not going to have Harrison Butker. A big moment in this game. So these are little things where the Chargers can exploit Kansas City. Talk about why it may not just be offense, defense, and maybe force fumbles, special teams, especially with teams this competitive no 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 doubt and it's the, it's the hitting yards
0: it's the self-inflicted wounds that i like to talk about self-induced wounds and that's what offsides penalties self-inflicted wounds i'm telling you this is going to be big this is a this is a this is a game of details Pay attention to the small details. Look no further than the Niners last week. Go to Chicago, had 99 yards in penalties compared to Chicago's 28. That's 70 yards of hidden field position that you lost. Wow. And you had more yards. So when you look at this game, special always tell people offense counts as a third, defense counts as a third, and special teams counts as a third. Every four plays, if you're not on there, you're kicking the ball. And if not, they're kicking the ball so your, te- your team's up there. You get 15 to 20 special teams. Extra points, kicks, kickoff. Kickoff return. You get think about when you think about it on special teams, you get 20 some plays a game on special team. That is a huge. That's field position. That's time of possession. That's fumbles. That's penalties. I'm telling you, special teams in this game is going to be crucial for the Chargers. Flip the field, give the defense a sharp field and make your defense start in great position. That's the key to success in this game.
1: It's going to be a roaring night in Arrowhead, Kansas City, Missouri. Chargers 30, Chiefs 27. Justin Herbert, the beautiful salad on his head, is going to go into the postgame presser with the Chargers W in Kansas City. Listen, Chargers fans, I'm going to tell you how it is. I truly think that the Chargers are going to win this football game because I believe in the guys this year. I believe in the coaching staff. But don't get me wrong. I would not be surprised if they didn't. You take a look at this Kansas City coaching staff. Listen to what Andy read the last four years, Lorenzo. I don't think I'm wrong here. 12-4, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2, 12 yeah. and 5. Talk about consistency and I don't want to just give credit to Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, who should be a head coach a long time ago that is guy. an absolute magician calling plays as well. So listen, the one thing that we're still looking for with the Chargers and Justin Herbert is can he have a coach for more than 1 year? Can he have the same coaching staff? Even in Oregon, it was different OCs every year. This is his first time in the last six years where he's had the same offensive coaches in two years straight. Isn't that crazy? But then you take a look at the other great quarterbacks. Drew Brees had Joe Lombardi for years. Mahomes grew up with BNME, Reed, right? Brady, Belichick, McDaniels. So it's like you hope that the Chargers can find consistency so Herbert doesn't have to change and I think that could be against the Chargers' favor, But I got 30-27 Chargers low. What do you got in this football game?
0: Well, for me, it's simple. First team to 30 wins this ball game. I think it's something like 33-37. I think the Chargers can, I think maybe a field goal is going to win. I think it's going to come down to the last. It's going to come down to either team have the ball in. What's the quarterback going to do? Because I, I think it's the last possession, maybe going to win this game.
1: All Chargers fans. Well, listen, buckle up, gear up. Lorenzo Shoot. and I will be covering this game live post-game Thursday after Chiefs-Chargers. It's going to be an absolute dandy. It's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be a fight. And I listen, I cannot wait to plop on my couch and just watch some Chargers football, man. Lorenzo, Neil, I'm with you. Always a pleasure, buddy. My guy. Cheers. Uh, cheers, everybody. Take care.